0: We are in the age of anxiety. Politics, pandemic, inflation, violence, and war. Isn't it just too much? It doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to the End Anxiety Podcast with James Mead and friends. Here we'll learn how the Transcendental Meditation Program has helped millions of people cope with stress and depression, and how TM can help you to end anxiety. Welcome to the End Anxiety Podcast with James Mead in France. So Marines get the tough assignments. Most of us have just seen jungle combat on TV. Today, we're talking with a special guest, Bob Hauger, who knows that tangle of vine and trees and tunnels firsthand, and he has the marks to show for it. He knows post-traumatic stress. So if you've struggled with trauma in your own life, this is the episode for you. Okay, Bob, so you're a vet, you know, I never asked you about it, but uh, please give us a quick summary of uh, of your war experience.
1: Well, I was 17 and had a scholarship to play football, but I wasn't interested in going to school at the time. So I joined the Marine Corps because I wanted to see if I had what it took You know they say Marine Corps builds men. I'm not sure if that's all true, but I wanted to. I thought I'd conquer the world, and so in 1969 I was in boot camp about a month after I graduated high school, and by the end of the year I was in, well in January of 1970 I was in Vietnam, and I was a grunt. I ran a weapons platoon, which is machine guns and mortars. And wow. Wow. 18 year old Sergeant in the Marine Corps, which is quite unheard of. But anyway, uh, so I was just in an infantry company and we humped and humped and humped all about every mountain there was around uh, a which is a famous place. Oh yeah. In 1968 during the Tet Offensive, but yeah. Uh, so we did all that and uh, I performed that duty until December of that year. And then uh I was hit with 30 days left in country. And uh so that's that was a mind blower, both physically and mentally. It's like these
0: ones, these policemen who get killed just on their last day before they retire. It's pretty oh, yeah. close to that.
1: Yeah. If you don't yeah. believe in karma, just think about that, you know, just and there are and- many, many stories of people out on their last patrol when they get whacked. And, uh,
0: wow. Now, you told me that it didn't so much mess with you physically as that it messed with your mind that you got hit like that.
1: Yeah, you know, it took me... Well, I spent three years after I got out of the hospital just kind of feeling sorry for myself and <laughs> <well>. <laughs> pretending I was a easy rider, You know, I just drove around on a Harley and... uh I wasn't very productive. I wasn't a productive citizen. <laughs> I worked for, the- nice. for about six and they fired me because I couldn't pass the physical, but uh, I wasn't going to join the union anyway. So I just kept on keeping on. I had money saved up. And uh, so then uh, I kept seeing these posters of Mara Rishi. And uh, I just huh. kept seeing those old posters, you know, he's all hair and yeah. And uh, I thought, God, that's weird. And then I had a good friend that I played baseball with in Little League who had learned to meditate and said, you should check it out. And uh, so I eventually did. And uh, that changed, pretty much changed everything. I finally got something that meant something. And uh, I was on my way. It was great.
0: Now that's amazing. You know, and the thing is, um, so first of all, Let's just put a name on it. You had
1: PTSD. I mean, there's no question that oh, you have. I'm I am uh, considered a hundred percent disabled from PTSD. Wow. I'll tell you another story about that later, but nothing that can be recorded. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> look forward to it. You know. Yeah. So so you had um,
0: you had PTSD. Nothing else really helped it. The motorcycle was a good way to go, but. uh, then you, uh, you saw these posters, you learned TM. And yeah. um, and what did that do for you? What did that do for the, for the uh, stress and PTSD and all
1: that? Well, the first thing I noticed was that uh, the way I walk, you know, like Chester from Gunsmoke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Well, it caused a lot of pressure on my head and headaches. I'd get a lot of headaches. And so I'd sit down and meditate for 20 minutes no or headache. i go, wow. 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 And uh, so I just kept meditating. And uh, little by little, everything started to improve mentally. And it, TM's not like a miracle drug. It just doesn't, you know, you just life improves. Some people get traumatic results right away. Uh, my, me, it just steadily, steadily, everything improved over 50 years. And, uh, and then six months, uh, I decided I wanted to take the science creative intelligence course, which was in Livingston Manor. Yeah. Um, and I was up in northern Minnesota tooling around on my Harley. And I, so I drove from northern Minnesota to to Manor.
0: Which is in New York.
1: Yeah. Yeah, New York. And uh, I stopped at a vet. Vietnam veterans rally against the war rally and uh, I got maced like in five minutes and I just <laughs> out. I'm out of here and I drove up to then drove up to Livingston Manor and uh
0: <laughs> so, so here, here we are I, I
1: a Harley, I looked like you know scooter trash and uh, so I parked my bike up there and walked in and said I want to take SCI, uh, <laughs> and was <and, laughs> a little used to call him name. Listening, he had a little girl up there, and she—I thought she was going to pass out, you know. And uh, yeah, who is this biker? Yeah. And, but she went and got Sheila Ross, and Sheila came out and talked to me and said, "Well, where's your center?" I said, "I don't have a center. I don't." And uh, but she had meditation checked and let me stay. And uh, within a couple of months, I was on teacher training. So, wow. Wow, because yeah, uh,
0: that was one that was the next question that I noted down. I wanted to ask, you know, this is a pretty big step, you know, from although not that unusual, you know, from um uh, but from biker to uh teacher <laughs> training, you know, actually almost every well, I, 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 maybe I better be careful what I say, but there are a lot of big transitions like that that happened. You know, the oh, yeah, the yeah. pool of people that Maharshi had to draw on were very disillusioned, very bitter sometimes. And yeah. um, and then this huge change. So uh, so what did the teacher training do in terms of your outlook on life?
1: Well, it just kept getting better and better. Uh, I had some fantastic experiences uh, that I just couldn't believe, you know, like unity experiences. Wow. And it doesn't happen every day, but I, I, the first time it happened, I said, whoa, this is, this is, you know, this is real. This is the make-believe. And Let's
0: spell this out, you know, because our audience could be anybody. So a unity experience is basically inside we're infinite, outside we're infinite, and in unity, we're just infinite. And that, uh, does that
1: describe what, what you had? Exactly. You know, the thought came, um, I am the universe. And then the next thought was, well, if I am the universe, there shouldn't be anything I couldn't do. I should be able to do anything. Wow. Uh, yeah. That still gives me shivers thinking about it. Wow. Wow. What a great experience. So, um, so now, uh, so,
0: and I love this just study, study with the TM. Now, Um, What about the pain? Because pain pain is also an issue with, uh, you know, a lot of people and uh, your physical pain wasn't too bad, I guess, but you, you know, the festus thing and walking with a little... The
1: physical pain was not like a, it took about when I was mid-40s, maybe when I really started having issues with pain. Hmm. Yeah, I think... It's because there's so much scar tissue in my leg that it just tightened everything up, and it, it was just a constant, constant, steady pain. And uh, huh. okay, so. and uh, now the thing is,
0: during the TM, does it mean it kind of quiet down oh, and yeah. it just maybe- yeah, yeah, okay. yeah,
1: definitely quiet down, and yeah. uh, you're, you know, you transcend from the physical to the mental and to the spiritual, yes, so. That definitely helped uh-huh.
0: uh, exactly you know and and uh and even during when it is there we have this cushion inside where it's like yeah my leg hurts but you know what yeah you, yeah you're
1: still the universe in there <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you get older you say well i, I mean yeah i just I'm 70 years old, so I'm over the hump about, I assume I'm over the hump on how long I'm going to live, so this pain issue isn't an issue as it used to be. (laughs) Okay, I got you. Now, um,
0: let's just talk about the non-PTSD folks, because in one of our emails, you said to me that you really don't get it why everybody doesn't do TM. So uh, why do you think that?
1: That's a good question. I just don't. I don't think people are ready to hear it. You know, you learn TM when you're, the time is right. And I don't, some people probably aren't, don't have the karma for it. Okay.
0: But for as far as why they should, what is it that that you know, that you feel that it would do for people?
1: Change your lives. I mean, everybody's got something they want to improve. You know, maybe their marriage isn't working or they're doing a lot of drugs or they're not happy. That's the number one issue. You want, to, yeah. you want to increase the happiness in your life, this will help. And it will help from the first meditation. Yeah. No. No, that's, uh,
0: that's what we're kind of looking at is, is, and I think at least one of the reasons that I wrote this book, you know, End Anxiety... But is that people, they, and now there's so many meditations out there and they think it's just close your eyes, you know, and they say, oh, I tried that. You know, I sat and closed my eyes and focused on my breath, you know, and I did it for five minutes or whatever. And they say, no, it's not for me. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) There's nothing to it. I mean, it has some value of focusing your mind, but uh, so what? You know, I can... I can think of anything for five minutes, but it doesn't, it doesn't change your life. I sat with, uh, uh, they encouraged me to go to a, uh, mindfulness session at the VA. Yeah. And this, I've been meditating for 40 years and I just got,
0: uh,
1: I didn't want to embarrass the instructor, but I just, this, this is nothing but BS. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my friend David Zimmer teaches a lot of vets that have, PTSD, and who have been given the mindfulness technique, whatever that, and, uh, he told me that one guy said, uh, can, after his first meditation, he says, can I go back and tell people that mindfulness is, I won't use the exact word, but mindfulness <laughs> is, <isn't> really- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might as well be polite here, you know, <laughs> but, uh,
0: but I get well, the it's idea, so,
1: you know, it's and, hard to and- see these veterans that have been through this crap, and, uh you can't you can't buffalo them and you just can't fake them out and so yeah.
0: exactly yeah no there's you know real world folks who uh you know need the real thing and that's part of what you stand for is that this in spite of the wreck you had become this this brought you out of it you know in yeah. fact you've that's been real good. productive you you actually you know and maybe anyway you said that you, they call you disabled but uh I've seen you start businesses, and uh, you know we won't even go into the baseball coaching. But you, you were pretty much invincible. <laughs> good, good uh, yeah. And, uh... But that, that you opened that uh, that Amico gas station, and uh, you know it was like continuous traffic both in the restaurant, in the store, in the uh, at the gas pumps, and yeah. and everybody wants to talk to you, you know. So.
1: You had it well, all I, up. And... I used to know about everybody in town, you know. Yeah. The, now I don't know hardly anyone, the young people. But, you know, it was a center for a lot of activity, you know. Meet I, yeah, go okay. ahead. We're gonna well, go the thing is, that,
0: I can but, I can see the TM in that, you know, is, is that, you know, here's this guy, you know, for a lot of people, you're, you know, you're kind of a gruff, scary guy, this biker and all that. And everybody was just clustering around you. So this made you uh, made you friendly, it made you happy, it made you organized, you know, because you must have made money in that place because it kept going year after year. So,
1: yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I felt, well, number one, I had a son I had to raise, so I had to, you know, make some money, put the broccoli on the table. But then, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I just felt like, I had to prove myself to myself. I said, I can do this. So what if I'm handicapped, you know? Yeah. Uh, You know, I'll show these guys, you know? And, you know, a lot of uh, especially around MIU, you got that, what do they call it? DAC or whatever group. Yeah. The wealthy people. Yeah. The trust fund babies. And they thought, you know, (laughs) they're smarter than the rest of us or something. And uh, I said, okay, I got it. I got it. You're not. Uh, So, you know, I just started doing business and, uh, Curly Smith, you know, I didn't know if you ever met him or knew who he was. He,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I saw him too. He spoke sometimes.
1: He was, uh, he became my mentor and really I learned stuff from him that was, uh, I didn't learn from my dad as far as business. And, uh, we just became super close friends. He was almost like my dad really, but, uh, so he just, he was very positive and encouraging, you know? And that's kind of what people need. You need a mentor somebody to say, hey, let's go. If you're messing up, they say, hey, don't do that. What are you doing? And uh, yeah. I was open to that. I really wanted to prove myself to be a, some kind of success. I mean, I'm not Elon Musk or whatever. Uh, but... <laughs> well, no, but you were definitely successful.
0: And also uh, you've been mentored a lot of people, including uh, two of my sons. And my son, Ben, that you called Snuffleupagus.
1: <laughs> I didn't
0: start that, believe it or not, but I thought it was pretty good yeah. an Olympic sprinter. <laughs> yeah. You? Well, you told me you saw his potential. You just drove by a playground, and at that time he was maybe 12 or something, and you're like, who's that kid? You know, because yeah. he was big. <clears throat> and uh, he played for you, and you guys uh, won three championships. So Babe Ruth Baseball.
1: My main thing with uh, anybody on my team and I, I, you know, I got a lot of the uh, meditator kids who weren't athletic and I just, yes. said, I don't care if you're the worst kid in, in the league. I just want you to do your best. And, you know, I got their attention, I think. So, and so <laughs> weren't very good, but we had a lot of fun, you know? Well, and you won a
0: lot, you know, even undefeated seasons, you know, and I would look at the team picture and they're what you said, you know, they didn't look athletic. And I'm like, this team will be lucky to win three games. Yeah. And, then, and then I would see the report and it's like, you know, so that's because this is about TM and about TM under stress. And if, as a coach, uh, you were able to take what was given to you and turn it into a winner. And for the players, uh, many of whom also came uh, from a meditation background, you yeah know they could perform beyond what it looked like. you know it wasn't just uh you know, how big are your muscles, but it was kind of you know, I don't know how coachable
1: are you? Yes and the the, the rest of the teams were made up primarily of town people, and they just hated it that were you these bunch of whimper to go up and kick ass, you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you uh yeah, you really did one there. So um yeah, all right. So now um you're working currently with uh with veterans and you wanna bring this to them. You wanna bring the TM to to them, is that right?
1: It's called meditation for warrior wellness and uh, it's a nonprofit organized 501c, and we're trying, you know, we're just getting going. It took a long time with COVID to get it approved, but we're yeah. to where we're starting to raise money. We want to be able to scholarship veterans and first responders, which is very similar to being in combat. Those guys see blood and gore yeah. and, uh, and a lot maybe even more than military guys that are in combat and have to deal with little kids and, you know, they, they, it wears on them. So we're just trying to be able to scholarship them and their spouses to learn TM and, uh,
0: so you're just getting started now. Um, but the idea is that you can do a turnaround like happened to you you know, that these, that these veterans, and now they've had PTSD, some of them, you know, for 50 years, and that if they start meditating, I've actually seen it happen with these even older guys, and they, and, and it begins to soften them up, and again, begins to, uh, what, wake them up, and it begins to get rid of that PTSD. Right,
1: absolutely, and yeah, uh, they, get their lives back because these are well-meaning well-meaning men uh, especially when they sign up these days it's different than in you know well like in Vietnam the draft was going so not so much in the Marine Corps but in Army you just get all these (laughs) dregs of society it's just (laughs) some and uh, but these guys thought they were doing something good and so they volunteered uh, after 9-11, uh, you know, and there's never a, a shortage of veterans who need help. I mean, our country keeps wanting to get into wars. looks like they're going to get into another one, and why? I don't know. And so once they're out there and they see how the world is really works, they, they, they recognize, hey, I made a mistake. They didn't tell me the truth and yeah. uh, got screwed. So... Then they get angry and uh, they're hurt physically. So, you know, I've been there. I know it, the whole story. So uh, there's about six of us on the board of directors of meditation for warrior wellness and five of us are veterans. So we really understand the whole thing. And uh, the guy who started it was David Hammer uh, because he's been teaching these guys down in the Phoenix area and he, he has seen the improvements. And it's pretty, it seems to be like the people learning meditation these days have quicker experiences, good experiences, than maybe people in the world. Uh, and yeah, one, no, that's,
0: that's definitely true. You know, it's it. there's been the, the collective um, consciousness has gone up, you know. So now, when I first taught, it was 1972, and um, you know everybody was complaining nothing's happening, and that almost never happens anymore. You know, the, we just have to explain to people this unity experience that they just had. <laughs>
1: uh, well, what do you think is, is the consciousness of the country has improved, but look the state of the country—it's just out of control. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah—we still got some things to smooth out here, and. Definitely. you know but the basis is there you know i think only the meditators really understand that they're and because a lot of us are happy we're having a good experience we're having a good life and um and that's what we want you know now it's a big surprise to people that this practice you only do it for 20 minutes you got your eyes closed you know that this could change lives, but that's the word that yeah. you've been using. Yeah. How is that possible? And and is that real? You know, because if we if we could get that message to people, uh-huh. and you have more credibility than a lot of people, because you're a wounded vet, you know, and and uh, you you've been there, done that, and and you're saying that in your experience. And I don't think anybody's going to think that you're just pretending and you just are, you know, making a mood of it. So the question is, this can have that big a dramatic effect? Question
1: mark. Oh uh, saved my life, really. I mean, wow. uh, where I was, at, what was I 24 or so? age? Uh, you know, I, if I lived to 30, I'd be surprised, you know, and, uh, wow. you know, and, person has to stick with the program. You just do it. Some do it twice a day, 20 minutes, no matter what. Sometimes you wonder what's going on. You know, am I wasting 20 minutes? Other times it's just so profound. Now I am about 50 years meditating and I can't wait to meditate. And I have these fantastic experiences just becoming infinite. I mean, you know, the the lights are on and I um I am what I am. I am unbounded, infinite creativity. And it's just, I can't wait to meditate. I usually meditate three times a day. I know you're not supposed to, but I do. I don't <laughs> think. Because I like it that much, you know? I just. Yeah. Well, and I, uh, I'm the same way. I absolutely,
0: you know, it's like, there's the highlight of any day is sit, close the eyes, and you know, fine. Other people might think you're just sitting there and, yeah. you know, enchanting chanting something. But we know that we're having this experience. Okay, so we're we're at our time limit here. And maybe you could just give your final even thoughts, especially for these veterans, because we want to show this video to a lot of your veterans and and, uh, let them know that, hey, we're raising the money so that they can uh, learn this technique and even the
1: deepest PTSD, this will go after it. There is a definite way to improve your life. And if, you, if you're at least bit interested in wanting some help, go to, we have a website meditation for warrior wellness and uh, check it out. I mean, man, if I could tell you that it would change your life, it will. And you just have to be steady and it will You from, you will get it. And it will take maybe it'll take a few days, but you will get it, and your life will start to improve. All that all that unnecessary crap will leave your life, and you'll start getting better. And stick with it. That's all I can say about that. It would get extremely good. You know, if I'd known at twenty three what I know now, I'd, I'd be president of the United States. But uh, it is. uh it has made every bit of difference in my life and uh i don't want to sound religious or like i'm beating the pulpit but you know it works yeah no you're a beautiful example of uh of how
0: this can turn a life around you know and and uh and uh, so thank you and so just let me say to everyone the book is end anxiety the author is james mead see you and enjoy the rest of your life Thank you for listening to the End Anxiety Podcast with James Mead and friends. We hope you enjoyed the show and we hope we were able to help you or help you to help a loved one who is struggling to cope with anxiety and stress during these very difficult times. Although the Transcendental Meditation Program has helped many people across the globe cope with anxiety and depression, this podcast does not claim to dispense professional medical advice. If you think you are experiencing a mental health crisis, we strongly urge you to consult with a healthcare professional. The End Anxiety Podcast is produced with the kind support of Scout Media and select book publishers, with editing and audio production provided by Kenichi Sugihara. Our theme music, Looking Back, was written and performed by the group Paper Planes. If you like the content of this podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform that you use to get your podcasts and please hit the like button to let them know that you approve of our work last but not least end anxiety the book is available wherever books or ebooks are sold it is full of even more useful information about anxiety and the benefits of transcendental meditation. My name is James Mead. Thanks again for listening and tune in next week for another episode of the End Anxiety Podcast.